0: What type of confidence mindset should I have when I want to take a huge risk and leave a good paying job to start my own business? Today, we have Bree Lucas, Femininity Coach for Queen Bee Academy. She's joining us today to talk about what she needed to do with her own mindset to be able to take that jump from attorney to entrepreneur. You are listening to The Career Path Angel Show, where we talk all about career, business, positive mindset, self-development, and many other fun and exciting topics with one goal in mind, to help new working professionals to fast-track their careers in the corporate world. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Here is your host, Angel Mary. Hi everyone, welcome to the Career Path Angel Show. This is where we discuss topics relating to career, business advice, professionalism, positive mindset, Tons of other valuable topics. If you find the show helpful, please take a moment and rate the podcast on your podcast player so other listeners can enjoy the wealth of interesting information we're sharing every week here. Today on the show, we're so excited to have Bree Lucas. She's both an attorney and femininity mindset coach. Prior to starting her coaching business, Bree worked for over 15 years as a corporate lawyer. Brie eventually decided to follow her true calling, coaching women to upgrade in life and love by tapping into their natural feminine energy. The advice that she shares through her Queen Bee Academy programs is designed to help women attract people, places, and things in alignment with their heart's desires. Stop chasing and start embracing their natural essence. She believes that feminine energy is the path to true peace purpose and success for women. Today, Bree is here to discuss the confidence mindset technique she used to successfully launch her coaching business. Bree, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Angel. So excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here as well. One of the most interesting things about your story is how you went from a corporate attorney, which is very prestigious, which is something you worked very hard for, many years of schooling, so many years of experience under your belt, and then making this huge change. And please tell me more about this pivot that you made in your career.
1: Um, So for me, the big change happened during the pandemic actually, Um, for the first time in a long time, the January of 2020, I actually stopped um, my five year, um, a five year appointment I had And I wanted to take some time to just relax and just breathe. And um, so I didn't have anything lined up. And so the first time in my life, I didn't have a job lined up and I was supposed to be going to Paris with my mom in March of 2020, and then we all know what happened. And so that didn't happen. And of course my kids were at home being homeschooled. So I had, I wouldn't say free time because I think at that moment in time, Everyone was quite occupied and worried about things, but I had a little bit more free time when the kids were sleeping, and I started, uh, I wanted to write a book. (laughs) So I wanted to write a book on femininity and feminine energy, because this is kind of near and dear to my heart. I really do think it's very important for women to embrace. And I got a coach that helped uh, women actually publish books, and one of the things that she told me is that even in order to publish a regular book through the traditional route, so not self-publishing, you actually need a community. So this blew my mind, I actually didn't know that. You need a community of people, whether it's um, YouTube or a podcast or Instagram. And so I went to Instagram two years ago, two and a half years ago with all these inspirational quotes about women just to build up a community. And then what happened, people started asking me advice about life, about love, about different things. And I noticed that there was actually a theme with all the advice that I gave. And so I packaged that into something and I just started my coaching business. So at the same time, that I was building the community for the book, which I have not published yet.
0: Um, I built this amazing community and it turned into a
1: coaching business.
0: That is such an incredible story, honestly. Most people would imagine that they've already reached the pinnacle of their success, just being a corporate attorney for so many years, having this amazing work experience. And then you were able to make this huge pivot. How did you feel making this change? I mean, when you're an attorney, you're making a lot of money, you're doing quite well for yourself. It must've been risky.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, for me, it was quite a scary thing to to do because I came from a family that, you know, you you learn that you go to school, then you go to grad school and you get this good job, and everyone's so proud of you, of course, for passing the bar and uh, being an attorney. and I'm quite proud of that. I'm always gonna be an attorney that's, That that doesn't not, that's never going to change. But, Um, One of the things that I had to do was give myself permission, and we were talking about Mindset Angel, about the kind of the mindset shifts that you needed to um, make this type of change going from a kind of steady, although what's steady these days, I don't know, but kind of like a steady nine to five to something that's a little bit riskier. So the first thing I had to do actually was give myself permission to earn money the way that I wanted to earn it. And I went through a kind of a, a, a kind of path on that as well. Because even when I was still practicing as an attorney, I realized that that kind of hustle culture, I did it for a couple of years, working like 100 hours a week, missing birthdays and weekends. And I didn't have a family at the time. I wasn't married at the time. But I knew that when I did get married and I did have kids, that I wouldn't want to feel like I was giving up family time for corporate time. That felt really kind of, in uh, it didn't feel authentic to me.
0: Right. It's hard when you're honestly, when you're a mom and you are trying to split your time with family, that's yeah. really hard to juggle. Exactly. And and at the
1: time I didn't even have a family. I wasn't married yet, um, but I knew that for the future, I didn't want that. So my first shift that I made was going from working those insane, intense corporate law firm hours into moving in-house. So that was my first shift. And that was a majority of my career was actually spent working in-house in in in-house counsel um, in support of general counsels at corporations and so the work-life balance is a lot better for that it's still hustle but it's a lot better than working at a law firm so that was my first shift
0: right you were making shifts even within your first career trying to attain that level of work-life balance you were always after so when you had your children was this really a catalyst for you when you were making this change from attorney to coach Mm -hmm. Uh, no, because at that time, I still was quite, um, I
1: had a lot of flexibility. I was fortunate to have jobs that had flexibility, even way before COVID. Oh, for years before that, I had a lot of flexibility to work from home for a majority of my time. So that was something that I really relished. And again, that was me choosing the type of job that I wanted. That meant that I had to give up some money. I couldn't make the same amount of money as I would working in a law firm, but I knew for me that that was good. So no, at the time when I had my kids, I was still in environments where that flexibility was there, but then um, COVID hit and I wanted even more flexibility at that point. Right,
0: right. And I think that's really telling that you're, you were already making the shift from the beginning. And now you're at this point, you're at this crossroad. What was it? happening in your brain at that time when you're really thinking deep about where you wanted to go and how did you make this pivot into femininity that's right that's not a typical shift that people make and it might feel risky for someone because it's not like a little girl is growing up saying I want to be a femininity coach we didn't even know that existed back when we were little girls so yeah. how did that go for you when you were making this decision
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, maybe maybe in my mind, I probably did want to be a femininity coach when I was little, but uh, but um.
0: But it wasn't like an established. No, 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 definitely not.
1: I think I, I think I probably just wanted to spread the the message, but not necessarily as a coach. So what was going through my mind? So the the first thing is I actually thought about the top three attributes that I needed to have in a career to be truly content with what it what it was. So it wasn't just money and it wasn't just a prestige because if that if it was just that, I could have probably made a path in the legal, sent in a more traditional route right. so the top three things for me and I, th- I encourage every woman or man whoever's listening to actually think about what they want out of their career to truly make them happy so number one um angel you know that i always talk about money i think it's important for women to have money to be able to make money on their own if they choose to Um, I have the utmost respect for stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home wives. But if you choose to make money, it's important that you're able to make the money that you want. And I also think it's important to marry well, as of course, as well. But um, so money is important. And I think that, you know, we hear all these money stories. That's actually some of the things that I work on with my clients about money is the root of all evil and all these things tied to money. And i those are just stories. They're not true. So for me, making money is important. It's important for me, for my family. And also, if you want to give back, you have to have money in order to give back, right? So having an abundance of money, feminine energy is very abundant. So that's but It's interesting
0: one. that you're, so you don't hear about men talking about worrying about money. Like mm-hmm. men embrace taking money, putting it in their pocket, spending money. They don't care. They don't have any feelings attached to money. And I think you've touched a nerve here. Something about the mindset of how women feel towards money. It seems like there's a different mindset there.
1: Absolutely. And I think that sometimes women are shamed for wanting either um, to make money on their own, a lot of money on their own, or marrying someone that has a lot of money. We're shamed on both aspects. It's kind of like women are taught to kind of humble themselves when it comes to that. Um, and I don't agree with that. So that was the first thing I needed to be able to make a, a, a lot of money. Um, the second thing was to have the utmost flexibility because my most important job is being a mother to my two children. So. I want the utmost flexibility. I don't like, there, there was a um, quote on, a uh, question on Robert Greene's Instagram page and he was talking about entrepreneurs and like, what is really fueling you? What do you hate about working for someone else? One of the things I hate is like having to ask for vacation time or yeah. saying that my child is sick. Now I'm at the level where no one is telling me that I can't have it. I'm not at that level where they're saying no, but even the thought of asking for that time with yes. my child feels yes, wrong there's
0: paid time off that, or personal days that you should be using when you need to but we know that there's many places you work where it's always a request and I have a problem with that as well
1: Exactly and 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 for some people they're not as fortunate as I am or I was to know that it's going to be granted like it's not like I ever thought my vacation time was really going to be denied or they're going to say no you can't go to your kid's school but the 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 act of asking for me was really not good so I wanted that ultimate flexibility and then the it's third, a freedom
0: it's a real yeah, freedom that's it's what I'm talking
1: about it's a huge freedom. And then the third piece for me is I wanted to make an impact while making an income. So for me um, to be impactful is a huge deal for me. And the so you asked about femininity and why that, I think that little girls and women, we don't have enough guidance in society. We live in a very masculine energy world. The men are constantly being mentored about how to be good employees, even how to be good parents. And they're constantly the whole world is for men, right? It's a man's right. world. Um, And we don't have, especially for modern women, right? Maybe it was different even 50 years ago, 75 years ago, when women were in the home. But women are now in so many different areas and arenas, it's hard to be a feminine woman in a modern world. And so that was my calling, to really teach women about the power and peace of their femininity and how they can use that to their advantage.
0: And you know, for the listener, I just want to say my relationship with Brie here is we actually went to college together. I met Brie back in the late nineties when I was actually just 18 years old and she embodied femininity all the way back then. So this is not like you didn't just wake up, you know, yesterday and you're like, I'm feminine. Like you have been embodying this from the very beginning. I can vouch for you. I know you Yeah, you. over 20 years now and yeah. everything that you say, to your clients and to your followers is stuff that you actually follow, which is authentic. I mean, you're not being somebody who you're not, you're bringing your true self forward. And I really admire that about you, that you you brought your essence forward into your business. Absolutely. And again, I'm going to quote Robert Greene. He says that
1: that's one of the ways that if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's the the, the thing that makes you really different and unique is actually your superpower. So I, I, I'm using my own superpower, but I'm trying to teach women that their superpower actually lies within them. And you don't have to do it the way that men do it in order to be successful. So I really truly believe that. Right. So you're that's using, why- You're
0: using the helped. woman's, you know, different ways of communication styles that, you know, the world is not set up for women actually, and you're trying to channel that now towards their focus so that they're listening to what your messages are because there's a lot of chatter out there, right? there is absolutely you know we talk about that as well but
1: yeah there's lots of uh, conflicting messages and i think that women are just confused and like you said this is me this is my authentic self so that's what i bring to this particular brand of uh, femininity coaching is it's really me i'm um, teaching how i was raised and the environment that i grew up in and sharing that with women who might not have had that
0: yes i i love that and and i know that you are talking about different ideologies that are not always embraced. So how do you handle people trolling you or telling you that you're wrong? Exactly, and that happens
1: quite a lot. Um, And so I would say this is one of the mindset shifts that you have to make, right? So you have to also not care about what people are saying about your content and your message, as long as you know in your heart, like I know that when I put out content, I'm very, um, I have a lot of empathy for people. Um, I know that in business, you have to basically um, niche down. This is like business 101. So for anyone who's out there listening, who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, the first thing that you're gonna learn when you get coached or when you take business courses is to niche down as much as possible. So I know that in reaching my target audience, which is a particular type of woman, I know that I'm gonna upset other people, but really from a business perspective, but also from a personal boundary perspective, you can't really care about that. And the the way that you not care about it, the two things that I would say, number one is like you, like I said, you have to kind of believe in what you're saying. I think right. a lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome because they don't really believe what they're saying. Yes. They're not selling something that's authentic to them. It's not authentic, so they can't really stand behind it when people criticize them. Right, and but you're
0: using your lived experience. So you, you can shake that potential imposter feeling that may come you know, from the internal realms of women tend to have this more than men, I think but men do have it as well. Yeah, yeah. imposter feeling when you're like, Am I the right person to be talking about this? Yes, yes, you are. Yes. Yes.
1: exactly so that's the number one is this being authentic being authentic so in anybody that's doing any um career change into into whether it's coaching or motivational speaking or whatever you do make sure it's authentic to you like i say for a business coach you can't teach someone how to make a million dollars if you've never made a million dollars that's inauthentic right yeah, yes and, and I, this, I
0: also yeah. think that what you said before about not allowing you know individuals to force you to change your messaging. I I think that that's a critical piece, because I think everyone doesn't see it like that. They everyone's coming in, especially because you're a content creator and you're on social media. So everyone comes in thinking that they have their own ideas and they want to tell you you're wrong about whatever it is that your ideas are that you're sharing. So how how have you handled Mm -hmm. that in that social media sphere? Yeah. And
1: so what I do, um, some of the ways that I kind of shake it off is I really only speak to the people in my community. So if I know someone's coming on my page and they're cl- clearly in opposition of what I have to say, I might exchange one time if it's a respectful exchange, but I really do use the overused phrase, we have to agree to disagree. Because if someone's coming on my page, for instance, and they don't believe in feminine energy, right? they don't believe in differences between men and women, there's nothing I can do to get on the same page and it's okay like I respect their opinion but this is my business, and so I don't really have to engage in a battle with them. And I also analogize to being online. And this is actually something that I teach women from a reputational standpoint, anyways, from online. So when you're online, you have to think about it like you're in a public space. And right. so would you quarrel with everyone that disagrees with you in the middle of the street? For most of us, the answer is gonna be no, right? You right. wouldn't No, we, no one's a, gonna
0: waste their time talking to a random person.
1: Random person. So that you have to treat your online space just like it is real life and unfortunately it's even more important because everything you say do type write is forever online and so and you never know who's watching you know a potential employer could be looking at that a potential husband can be looking at that your next best friend your next business partner so you have to yeah, be really careful the next place you're
0: employed potentially
1: <laughs> exactly your employment or your husband or whoever like it, it it really does matter what you say so that's another thing i i treat it as though it's a public space in real life and then the third thing for me is i don't need people's validation. But this comes back to some of the things that I teach, the self-love and self-worth. I don't derive my self-worth based on what people say. So even when people disagree with me, I understand that not everyone's gonna love me, not everyone's gonna like me, and I'm okay with
0: that. I actually so. love that you're teaching that because, so my my background is um, first generation Indian American, um, born and raised in the New York region. And my family, clings to the Indian culture of worrying about what other people think. Uh And so much of what Asian culture is, is competing with one another because, you know, it's really about how far your family goes Uh compared to the next person. And that that is a driving force to a lot of the success in the Asian American community. but. What you're talking about is exactly the opposite of what they teach, which is don't worry about what anyone else is thinking and doing. And I subscribe to what you say because I have always lived my life the same way, you know, based on a lot of my personal decisions in my life and not making my parents happy by that, that, you know, I do what I want to do, but everyone doesn't have that kind of courage.
1: Absolutely. And I think also it's not, and this is a difference between being driven by masculine energy and being driven by feminine energy. So it's not that I'm saying, I'm just gonna like, you know, pick flowers every day and like not do anything productive. You know, I could do that from day to day if I want to, obviously. But, you know, that's not going to be like I'm not I'm not saying to not care about your success or not care about focus because I am focused. But my focus comes from within. And that's the difference between a feminine energy focus and a masculine energy focus. So feminine energy focus is very much about being existing, being in alignment and doing it for yourself versus having that achievement, achievement based focus, which is outward for everyone else to give you accolades, and I think it does make a difference in your confidence level. I actually think
0: that that sort of energy actually really needs to be spread, not just among the women you're talking to, but there's a lot of boys and men who are looking for validation on the outside when really they just need to have validation within themselves. And the, the messaging that you have regarding this is really important, especially given All the conflicting ideologies coming at you 100 miles an hour from so many different places so many different distractions and i really appreciate everything you shared today um especially about your pivots going into this i know a lot of people come into the to the show listening to think about whether or not they want to change their career whether they want to go into something like coaching and often Many of them are stopping themselves because of the feeling of imposter syndrome. You just touched on how important it is to shake that off based on your own internal mindset. And that confident mindset that you're talking about here, about giving yourself permission to earn money, giving yourself that unshakable belief in having the right content out there for for success and, and just simply not believing what other people tell you that you really believe in yourself. Those are core beliefs that anybody could really bring into their own sphere and use. And I really appreciate you taking the time to share all of that. I want you to talk right now a little bit about Queen Bee Academy and what you're going to be launching coming up.
1: Oh, yeah. So it's amazing. So in September, Queen Bee Academy is going to be launching our um, signature program, which is called From Princess to Queen. And what that really means is that I'm inviting women to actually step up and um, operate in their true womanly power. Right. So so much of our society we, for, we force girls and women to either behave like little girls and we're expecting them not to say anything not to stand up for their rights just to be quiet and that's not what femininity is about by the way um right. <laughs> or we're or we're forcing women into masculine energy and taking on over functioning over functioning in relationships over functioning in marriages doing everything and actually accepting men that are not Doing anything, and so you're doing it for them. So I feel like we're either forcing women into masculine energy or a little girl energy. And what I'm inviting women to do, especially women who might understand the basics of femininity, is to actually step up from princess to queen, promote yourself. Like in chess, you got to promote yourself to queen. And so this involves having a healthy mindset. It involves um, self-love, healthy boundaries, uh, vetting and disqualifying either romantic partners or even friendships or even jobs, right? right. A woman can't always accept every single job offer, but you right. have to be in a position where you don't have to accept every single job offer or you don't have to suffer through a job that's not no longer working for you. So right. these are the things that we're teaching in Queen Bee Academy. So yeah, we're gonna be launching From Princess to Queen in September. I'm super excited about that.
0: I'm so excited for you. I love it. I love everything you're teaching. I think it's phenomenal. It's exactly what women need to hear, girls need to hear, that we have value, that we are worth it, that we do everything for everyone else, but maybe we should be doing it for ourselves. And that's, you can't take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself, right? Right, exactly. They say that on the plane, right? To put on your
1: own oxygen mask first. And that's really what it's about. You can't help anyone else if you're starving for oxygen. And I feel like a lot of women don't put their own oxygen masks on first, and that's a really big problem. And to actually have that true feminine empowerment is to not actually be constantly helping everybody else. Help yourself first, and then you have a little bit more latitude to help other people.
0: Yes, yes. And your handle, you blew up this year, you yes. want to tell everyone your handle so they can find you on instagram absolutely it's
1: uh queen bee underscore academy i yeah angel was there for all of my transitions when i crossed to ten thousand, and now we're almost at fifty thousand. so i'm super excited and that is months. amazing so, yeah that is so
0: amazing I'm so happy for you you're one of my dearest friends my buddy from college. And now look at you, you have come all the way up and you are an influencer, super excited for you and all of the people you're gonna be helping. You're helping me as well. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your entire story. I believe that it is highly motivating to any woman or man who's looking to make this kind of a pivot. And thank you so much for joining, Brie. Thank you for having me, Angel. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining the show. And I just want to tell you that if you have a moment to rate the podcast, I would really appreciate that. And finally, please don't forget to check out Bree's Instagram handle. She's queen B underscore academy, and she's got close to 50,000 followers at the time of this recording. So that's her correct account. She's so popular now. She's getting copycats. So be <laughs> careful with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, take care and I will be here chatting with you again next week. Bye, Brie. Thanks, Angel. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Career Path Angel Show with Angel Mary. Something you want to hear Angel talk about on the show? Contact Angel through Instagram or TikTok to let her know. Hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and be sure to share it with your friends. Till next time, stay confident, stay positive, and never give up.